Well, hello, friends. This is Matt McCullough, joined by Jonathan Worsley, coming to you with a special episode of the Edgefield Church podcast, inspired by the special happenings in the life of our church. Not only have we just relaunched Sunday Bible study each week at 9 a.m. and small groups throughout the week, but we're about to do something that uh, we've never done before as Edgefield Church. We are about to begin a Sunday evening gathering that we are so excited about. Now, I know there's a lot going on uh, out there in the world and right here among us at Edgefield Church. A lot of new things, a lot of uh, a lot of programming that we've kicked back off. So there's a chance that maybe this Sunday evening service we get lost in the shuffle. Maybe, maybe this is even news to you. I hope not. But just in case it is, we wanted to take a moment here and have a conversation about what it is we have planned for this Sunday evening service and why we're so excited for the chance to gather again together on a Sunday. So uh, let me start with what we have in store and throw to Jonathan here to give us a quick rundown on, on what to expect from Sunday evenings. Jonathan. Yep. So starting on the 12th of September, Sunday evening is happening. Hopefully that's exciting to a number of you, all of you. Um, but without wanting to pour cold water all over it from the start, let me say what it is not. Um, so it is not a second Sunday morning service uh, for those who want to sleep in on a, on a Sunday morning. Uh, indeed, it is not the gathering of the local church on a Sunday morning that's our main worship service together. That's when we kind of officially do church. Uh, for that's when the members of Edgefield Church gather together and they they affirm one another's faith through the preaching of the word, through baptism. As someone comes into the church, the Lord's Supper, the family meal. Uh, so Sunday evening is not that. And as a result, I guess it kind of has the same weight as small groups and Sunday school um it's something that we would strongly encourage you to do we think it'd be wonderful but it's not in a sense essential but with that caveat in mind uh, let me say that um that we're both really excited about it uh, because we think it's going to be a really sweet time together if you want a kind of illustration of it and a comparison i guess sunday morning would be your kind of your main meal your your sunday roast that's what the british would say anyway um, it's what you, you kind of protein, your vegetables, all you need for life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Sunday evening is kind of the the um, the dessert, the the kind of the bit after the main meal. It's it's kind of shorter, less time to digest, but hopefully really sweet. And um, yeah, hopefully it'll be a, a real delight. So let me just tell you what are the kind of main components of it. So essentially, four components. First of all, we're going to sing, sing three, four songs, hymns spending some time praising God together, a little bit like a mini hymn sing. Um, and then secondly, we're going to share prayer requests. So um, I will interview various people. Perhaps um, the Averys are back. And there's an opportunity to ask them how they're doing, how we can pray for them. And then I'll be um, having people at the front to flag certain things that are happening in our church. Perhaps Seth Jones talks about the youth group and what's happening there. And then there'll be other people who are up front highlighting different ways to serve in the church practically. Um, people will share joys, joys, you know, someone gets engaged or something like that, or, or sorrows, perhaps someone sadly has a miscarriage or something like that. And, 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 and then just, I guess, praying for, for regular um, encouraging things from Scripture. Pray that we'd be a church that is more evangelistic, more joyful. And then after 
uh, interviewing people and sharing all those things, then we'll actually pray for those things. And various people will pray for them. We'll pass around a couple of microphones, short prayers, praying for all those things that we've talked about together. And then we will have a short kind of 10-minute sermon on one verse of Scripture. Or someone will do a short uh, testimony. And that won't be you or me. That will be someone else in the church, uh, maybe another elder, might be a member of staff, could be someone else. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited. I like the dessert metaphor. That's working for me. I have not heard you use that before, but I think that's a perfect way to illustrate what we're going for here. We want to eat together again, and we don't want the same food we had for lunch, but uh, but we still want more, and why not make it something sweet and yeah. digestible? So you can't you can't live on Sunday evening. You can't live on dessert. Yeah. But. But boy, it may, it sweetens life. Yeah, um, I, I'm I am so excited for this. Let's just get into why I, you've set the table for a couple of things. I want to start with I, the way you've just described how we will generate content for this meeting um, gets to the thing that probably most excites me about it. I see the Sunday evening opportunity as our chance to continue to feel as if the whole church is a family. Yeah. And that's been more and more difficult to do the larger the church is. Uh, when, it, when the church is 40 or 50 or even maybe up to 75 people, um, you really do feel like you know everybody and can kind of keep a pulse on what everybody's got going on in their lives. Communication is a lot easier. Word of mouth carries a lot further. But when you get beyond 50 or 75 people, that immediately gets strained and the church's quality of life changes. Some of that's just inevitable. It doesn't have to be all bad. Yeah, But one of the things we always insist on is that our primary connection is not just to a small friend group that we may have in the church or a small group that we may belong to, but to everyone who's inside the covenant that we've made as members. The whole church is a family. And I think what we're missing right now is more opportunities to see that show up, to see and feel it. We, we, we would all say it. But sometimes it's, it's just helpful to, to actually feel it. And when, we, when you're sharing burdens that are brought forward on a Sunday evening that wouldn't have come up because you're in your life because you're maybe not in small group with the person who experienced it, you get to enter in in a way, even if it's just through faithful prayer. Even if you never become best friends with that person, they are part of your family and you're part of bearing their burden in that moment. Yeah. I, I feel the lack of that. Um, I feel burdened for more and more of that, and I think Sunday evening is going to be just a huge gift on that front. And and relatedly, um, another thing that we often talk about but I'd like to see and feel and experience more is the importance of what we refer to as every member ministry, that our model is is that the the main ministry of the church is done by the members of the church. It's, It's not primarily done by the people who are on staff or the elders, but, uh, but by, by all of us. The ones of us who serve in leadership are responsible to equip other people to do the work, but the real work is theirs. Yeah. Um, that doesn't show up as clearly on a Sunday morning as it does through the week of the church's life, you know, out there where everybody's doing their work. But, but you know, if you're new to Christianity or maybe new to a church that emphasizes this kind of responsibility, it isn't obvious to you how you might get in on that, what kind of responsibilities you would take up as a, as a member. You need to see it in action. It's caught better than it's taught. Yep. And if you've got somebody in your small group who's a wonderful model uh, of evangelism, for example, you're getting that. Praise the Lord. But if you're not in that person's small group, uh, 
you could benefit from that guy or that that gal's modeling too. And then Sunday evening service is a chance to elevate them and, and give them a chance to speak to what the Lord is doing through them. It's a chance to put on display in our church's life the kind of thing that Paul talks about in Philippians over and over and over again. When we yeah. were studying that letter, I just was so struck by how often he talked about models and imitation. And I, I, I kept thinking about how many wonderful models we have in our church. Yeah. People I'm learning from. And I just want those models to be seen by everyone so that all of us can learn from each other. Yeah, and you can pray for me in that because I've got to keep my ear kind of to the ground to hear some of the great stuff that's happening or some of the challenging stuff that's happening so that we can elevate those things that are happening that are great so we can pray for people uh, who are struggling and hopefully that will help everyone to have this greater family feel. Yeah, Yeah, and I think that one way folks can serve, if you're thinking out out there and this is sounding good to you, you can push things to Jonathan, yeah. who will be the main curator for this time together. Of course, there's going to be way more than any one service could handle. So some of the things you push, you may not be able to fit in, but yep. you're likely to know out there things he doesn't know about that would be useful for all of us to pay attention to. So definitely, you'll find his email on the website. What about you? What are you excited about? I'm excited about lots of things. I think the main thing I'm excited about is just an opportunity to pray together mm-hmm. uh, as a church. Obviously, we pray on Sunday mornings but it'd be great to have more time to be able to do that uh, as, as a church. Um, Martin Luther famously says, prayer is not overcoming God's reluctance, but laying hold of his willingness. Hmm. And I love that. Oh, that's good. God, God wants to bless our church. God wants to be a father who, who gives to yeah. Edgefield. And so what an opportunity we have to be able to, to meet together, to, to, to lay hold of his willingness to, to, to bless us as a great father. All we have to do is go to him and ask. And other churches have done this in the past. Um, I think of Spurgeon's Church, Metropolitan Tabernacle in London. Such a big part of their ministry. Everyone thinks of Spurgeon's preaching. Such a big part of their of their weekly time together was this Wednesday evening prayer time hmm. where they'd gather, where they'd share prayer requests for things that were going on in the church. And um, yeah, I just I just love the the thought of, of of being able to do that. I also think it's a, just a great opportunity to develop others. I mean, when we're thinking about prayer, what an opportunity for people who are younger Christians to see prayer being modelled mm-hmm. by other older, more mature saints who are able to pray for these things. Um, and I think we need need more opportunities for that. Uh, to model things and and also to give people opportunity to develop into uh, leaders in public ministry so if we kind of put in a 10 minute kind of sermon that's going to help potential elders and young guys who are thinking about ministry it's going to give them an opportunity to for them to spread their wings and honestly we need more voices than just you and i all the time amen Uh, we want to hear from other people and we don't have that time um on a sunday morning so i'm really excited for that yeah i am too and and i'll just say one more thing before we wrap up here that excites me i one of the one of the experiences all of us have had surely during covid is just an ache for more of one another yeah that's been an ache that many people have expressed in my life as a pastor long before covid especially when you know uh when, when all we've had is sunday morning and some for some people uh, small groups, a deeper desire to just more face time, more chances to be together so that from that more organic opportunities can come. We can springboard into dinners or picnics or whatever yeah. off of it. 
I think that's what this is going to be. I think the, the hour that we'll be together will have incredible impact, but just the mere fact of gathering again is going to splinter off into some really good things for our church's life. And another another thing to bring a visitor or a neighbor who's considering Christianity to. Yeah, it's a family meal type thing. It's not going to be super evangelistic, but but one of the most powerful evangelistic tools that we've got, according to the New Testament, is our love for one another. Exactly. And it will be on full display on Sunday evenings. Um, you, you mentioned earlier that uh, this is not something that members should feel obligated to come to is that fair to say yeah i think so um it's not the main gathering of the church we would obviously say that christians should keep on gathering together hebrews ten twenty five tells us to to do that to not give up meeting together and we understand that to be the main gathering of the local church which happens on sunday mornings so this doesn't fall into um that particular area we think you'll be great but we're not kind of saying you really must come yeah absolutely we understand that everybody's got different things going on none of us see into one another's calendars much less one another's hearts and grace abounds that's this this is not some new standard that we expect everybody out there to meet uh however i i want to strongly encourage everybody to come at least come when you can and and be as as part of this as you're able to be given your own circumstances um, look, I, I know that maybe most of us at this point have such busy schedules that it could, this could just seem like one more thing, maybe the, maybe even the straw that would break the camel's back. And maybe you're out there actually feeling like, well, I've, I've got a lot of encouragement in my life, a lot of good community through our church. I've got plenty of opportunities to serve and I feel very well fed through what happens on Sunday mornings. I think this is maybe aimed at someone else besides me I don't know that I that I need it I want to encourage you now here as we wrap up this conversation to not let that be the reason that you don't attend if you're not able to um, look I, I fully expect this to be a really fun really engaging and rewarding time I don't think this is going to be like going to the dentist where you just show up and get through it I, I really do think you will love it if you come but but I want to appeal not based on how much fun it'll be, but how helpful, how useful this thing will be for our life together as a church, for precisely the life together we've all already said we want when we decide to covenant with our church. Um, we, we've promised to invest in a very specific quality of life that brings God glory. All of us want that. We see this as just a tool to help you do that more efficiently, actually. Not one more thing to do but an ideal power tool for work you've already promised to do, uh, making it easier on you to know where to begin and putting something in your hands that'll help you see more effectiveness and more fruit from, from the work you've taken up as part of our church. So um, I, I think it's going to be great. I hope to have the chance to, to experience it with all of you. If you have questions about what to expect or how to make it uh, to make it work for your circumstances, we would be happy to talk through all the details with you. And we ask you to pray with us as we get closer that the Lord will bless this opportunity in our church's life together. Amen. We'll see you guys soon.